With a bad foot pumped up Because statistics are the best The bad foot pumped up Because you don't need footwear to bet Welcome back to the Barefoot Puncher. I'm your host as always, The Mug, your co-host, The Logical One. We take our inspiration from the Barefoot Investor, but instead of giving you investment advice, we're here to give you a bit of betting advice on the 2021 AFL and NRL season. And it's a big welcome back to the program, to The Logical One. Thank you, Mug. It has been a great week of rugby league and AFL football. Do you want to get straight to it? You know where it's coming. The West Coast, they've had a huge win against the Tigers. They're getting all their troops back. They're going to get McGovern, Kelly, Shuey back. I'll ask you again, Mug, do you still say they cannot win the flag? I feel like this is going to be a question that's getting asked every week uh, until we get to finals time. Look, the thing is logical. They've got, um, what, nine games to go after the bye. I reckon they... I reckon I'm not sure 60 is going to cut the mustard this year with such an even competition. I think it's going to be 64, which means the West Coast is going to need to win eight out of the nine. And um, and I just don't see it. I just I just don't see West Coast doing it. They've got games against Brisbane up in Brisbane. They've got Melbourne at home. They've got Sydney away. They've got Adelaide away. And um, and we know West Coast can be a little bit mentally fragile on the road. And uh, we've seen them drop plenty of games before that they should win. So. No, mate, happy to stick to my guns. Uh, what about you? You okay, so the mug's saying they can't. Not quite as uh, strong and definitive as he was a few weeks well, ago. Well, no, I'll still say it. They, they can't they, win it. They can't. David, David King Light's statement. Okay, <laughs> still saying they can't win it. That's good. Okay, I'll take some 26 to 1. Thank you very much, mate. We'll do that offline later on. <laughs> oh, very good. And we better say uh, hello and a big welcome to the program to the Pope. Thanks very much, Mug, for a fleeting moment today. Around three hours, we had a pick'em game in rugby league. So very exciting news, having a game that was relatively close in betting. That's been and gone now. So we just go back to double-figure lines. So exciting times. Back to normal. And uh, maybe we'll talk about it again. But the best bet in world sport just keeps giving again. The Melbourne well, they Storm. Say, they say there's three certainties in life, don't they? Death, taxes, and Melbourne Storm covering the minus. It's just becoming one of those sayings like lay the draw or, you know, just back the storm minus. It's just, it's becoming one of those sort of taglines. Yeah, minus and overs in storm games. There's fewer, safer things going around right now in this uncertain world we live in, Mug. And, uh, and mate, it um, feels like a long time ago now that we had Origin, but we just had an absolute festival of footy. And, uh, and Origin, mate, you picked that one like a dirty nose. Uh, the Blues, far too good, far too slick. Um, Tommy Turbo, geez, put on a show. Um, what was your sort of takeaways from the Origin? And um, and maybe we can just get a, even now just a quick sort of insight as to what that performance now means for the next one going in. Frightening New South Wales were. The things we said in the lead-up, fast deck in Townsville, elite back line, it sort of came to fruition, but they, they were unreal. 50 to 6, obviously, like the score on Spectre itself, but they were frightening. I will give you something before we move on, though, Mug. Queensland have won 12 of their last 13 at Suncorp. Just to give you a little bit of a taste of the line, we might be thinking along for a bit later in the show. Oh, gee, that sounds like a bit of plus action there uh, from the Pope. Um, and I, I can guarantee we'll be talking a bit more Tommy Turbo later on as well, about yeah, uh, how yeah. we didn't find him in origin. He's some superstar. Yeah, he's, uh, he can turn it on. Logical, mate, what did you see in some of the uh, AFL action over the weekend? 
Well, one thing I saw is I was pretty keen on the Gold Coast on the weekend and it was a bit disappointing because I did think Darcy wasn't going to play for Freo and he turned up and he was enormous. He was playing against the third-rate Quinn and Smith, but don't take that away from Darcy because he's a real rising star. And I think it's, we've touched on this before, one that you said could never make it in the game. But let's not take it away from Freo's performance. But Gold Coast were horrendous as well. So pretty disappointing on that, on that bet. Yeah, it wasn't wasn't the best one, and and of course the uh, the big discussion, and and I mean we don't we don't get uh, too caught up in the uh, issue of the day here too much on the uh, the barefoot punter, but this one is a big issue, and we we spoke about it a little bit on the weekend logical the big hit from McKay. Um, how do you see that one? Uh, are you a, a suspension sort of a one on this issue, or is that play on? Yeah, I think he's a suspension one there. Yeah, he, right. ran long, he ran a long way away from the contest, didn't slow up, and went a little bit past the ball and got him in the head. So I think he has to go. Yeah, unpopular opinion uh, from me too, I think. I think there's a lot of people that are sort of saying, no, that's part of the game and all that sort of stuff. But I, I reckon actually that's a bit of a hark back and not as not as obvious as the Byron Pickett one, but there is an element of running past the ball, you know, that you're actually running past the gathering of the ball and, and connecting first and then getting the ball second and, when you slow it down, you can sort of see that it's at the same time, like the ball goes into his hands at the same time. But I, I really think the decision to impact was his first primary goal. And uh, I think when you do that, we've been pretty, uh, AFL's been pretty clear. If you elect a bump and you cause injury, you're going to be in a bit of strife. So it's going to be interesting to see which way they land on this one. But um, if it was for mine, I'd, I'd put a line through him, I think. All right, logical. What about some bad beats? Yeah, I thought there was a couple on the weekend. I think if you'd back the Saints in a slippery conditions up in Cairns and they're 36 points up cool. and they've just, they've just completely stopped. But even, even so, late on, they got a few decisions that went against them and, you know, the, hold, the holding the man or the over-the-shoulder in the marking contest there in the goal square and then the goal over the top, I think you'd be a little bit a little bit disappointed if you had it back to Saints there. Oh, a little bit disappointed. That is, that was a train wreck watching that one. If you're on the Saints, you're just watching that, just go, no, no, not another one. When are we going to kick it to our end? Yeah. Uh, you'd be, you'd be absolutely just screaming at the TV. That was shocking. Uh, what else, mate? Oh, and just I think the Kangas, they were, they were, they had that game in, in their grasp as well. I think they were twenty odd points up with not long to go, and let that slip. Uh, and then and the Tigers did a similar thing, which is very untiger-like. They were they were also twenty odd points up and looked like they had the match. So there's a couple there for you to be annoyed about. I think I actually sent on my group text at three quarter time. The Tigers could win this by forty points, and halfway through the third quarter, I was thinking, mm, I've got that one right because they were absolutely steamrolling. But uh, credit to West Coast, they. Um, they did really well. I mean, maybe a bit contentious with the kick, but I think in the pressure moment, you pay that mark to uh, to JK and um, good, great win, great win for West Coast. You got to hand it to them. That was uh, that was terrific, and still had to make the big kick, and, and JK did, of course. So uh, so so really good win. Uh, probably the only other one for the uh, the props betters. Logical. We're maybe a bit stiff on Harry Morrison. He's a pretty durable player. Nine possessions in the I think in the first quarter, and we only needed him for fifteen. He went off. Early hammy second quarter, so that was a bit stiff. Um, but uh, Pope, I know there was something that's caught your eye from a bad beat perspective in the NRL, and uh, I think his name might start with Mitchell and end with Moses. Talk to us about your man. I think he's doubled down. He's gone two weeks in a row. Those are 
burnt us a different way this time too, the mug. So, again, first half points, we went down the road and, again, involving Parramatta. Again, one-sided contest where they were out the gate leading 14-0 and they had a lot of the ball. So, they, they were coming home strongly at the end of the first half. 14-0, Moses goes over, scores a try. No issues. We up to 18, kick come 20 with six minutes to go. And the way the momentum was going, you'd you'd have us in a really good chance with how much ball Parramatta had. But a late video referee, video referral decision, and Mitchell's decided to knock it on over the line with no one within QE of him. Just couldn't put the ball down in the yeah, proper I mean, manner. That, and that wasn't a difficult put down by by rugby league standards either, was it? That was fairly straightforward to him to get that one down. No one, no one near him. No one near him. <laughs> then another try is scored, and obviously you can't talk about these things in isolation, but we got to 20, and we've had Mitchell drop a ball this week. Missed four kicks last week to cost us the first half points for the second yeah, week yeah, running. Yeah, so, mate, uh, a, bit, uh, a bit of a tough watch, that one. Um, and anything else, Pope? Did you see anything else there? Yeah, old Titans head-to-head. So they were down 30 points to four Saturday afternoon against the Roosters, Mug, at, on the Gold Coast. and. Not too many people would have been brave enough to dial in a corporate bookmaker to have a live bet on them. For those who did, would have got about 150 to 1 when they were down with 26 points. Simbin against the Roosters, and they come roaring home, led by four, led 34-30, so 30 unanswered points in the second half. With six minutes to go, and then Roosters go over late to tie it up and then win it with a field goal. So if you're brave enough to um, even have a pre-match bet at around 3 to 1, $4, then... You're pretty hard done, boy, when you've when you've come back from the clouds to lead late and then get pipped at the post. And what's uh, and just for the listeners too there, and for my own knowledge, Pope, what's going on there with the Roosters? Just cooked with injuries, they've just got no one left. Where where are they at? In that game, they had a player sinned in, and that swings okay. momentum. But they've actually had three players retire mid-year this year, and even though they are a a high-performing club, right up there, the storms of the world, like. You know, we've, we've seen across both codes probably that when you've had, you train all pre-season with certain formations, certain players in those formations, when that goes out the door and two have retired with a concussion, one a knee injury, to end, it, it does wreak havoc with your club a little bit that it's hard to it's hard to adapt on the run week to week then when you've when your structure is sort of thrown out. So, yeah, they've, they've been um, ravaged by injuries throughout the year and, and it's making it hard for them to manage, to manage genuine premiership Premiership campaign at the back end of the year. Are you putting them in the West Coast basket? Can that they that they can't win? Not quite. I'm not not quite have that bravery. I've, I've seen what's done to you, Mug, and the, the life you have to live. And I'm, I'm not prepared to go down that road. <laughs> Fair enough, Pope. Speaking Fair of enough. speaking of Sinbin's Pope, uh, I see. Well, there wasn't any in Origin, and uh, what was the count on the weekend? Are they getting a little bit more relaxed on that still? They are. There was, I think, seven Sinbins for various infringements. Not all. Head high, but the um, narrative this week is lay down if you get hit in the head and let them go to the video and see if you can get one go your way. So the soccer analogy has been rough this week. Logical one around players getting clipped across the head with minimal contact and potentially if you lay down long enough, a penalty will go your way. That's sort of where it's headed. And again, just another offshoot of making a rod for their own back with this with this mid-season edict that's come in. And if they actually send anyone back the other way yet, Pope, for, you know, what might be, you know, putting a bit of extra mayo on it? Not as yet, but that's, again, the conversation this way. How do you eradicate that, whether it's 
if you lie down, you go off, you, you go off the field, similar to what they do in soccer. You um, suspend players for staging, whatever it might be. That's yeah. that's what they're talking about now, which is um, quite the state of affairs from from where it was a few weeks ago that we're talking about diving being the number one issue now. And and question without notice, Pope, with there maybe a bit of a relaxation, is there any sort of swing back to the unders? You think now is that a play or? Not really. It's still with various levers that have been used to increase scoring six again. There was another week where five and three on the overs. So and and okay. some of those games are through the roof, like seven That's points. So we still, can't points we can't regularly long. tip up the unders. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Very good. All right. Logical. Well, we're about to kick us off with a bit of AFL chat. Are you ready to do some games? Sure am. First game we want to talk about, and we're taking a trip down the highway, GMHBA Stadium. Geelong are hosting the Dogs. Geelong $1.64 here. The Dogs $2.26. Line opened up at 6.5, if I'm not mistaken. It's just ticked out 7.5, maybe 8.5 in some markets. Logical. What are you seeing here? Yeah, actually, as you say, the openers, I think it was 5.5. Okay. Recent weeks has really been been ordinary for you, Mark. There's been none of that Sunday night lines for you to really chip in on the Twitter sphere and well, cherry pick early. Well, mate, the it's there's been so much up in the air. Um, you know, we had the Monday game, so I always like to wait until the end of the round um, to to chip away. And then there's been so much uncertainty with the ground, so it makes it a little bit little bit difficult to be honest. So yeah, I know the barefoot on Twitter has just been having to sit and wait, keep his powder dry. Uh, but uh, we can talk about it here, mate. Let's talk about it. Uh, so the, um, the yeah, five and a half out to seven and a half. I think that move today was because there's likely to be some crowds. Well, that's what I'm putting it to a possible uh, possibility that there is going to be crowds. That could be why the move was. I think that it's like with crowds, it does have an effect on them down at Geelong. They're, they've got a very parochial one-sided crowd down there. But the size of the ground and, and the trip down there also helps Geelong. And I think, as I spoke to you last week, I think Geelong were the second best or close yeah. to the best team in the comp now. But the Dogs aren't doing much wrong. They've only lost to two teams, and I think it was Melbourne and Richmond. And they, so they've only lost to the elite sides. But that is possibly the worry that they have. They've really knocked off those soft sides and haven't gone so well against the good sides. Yep. Geelong, I got it. A wealth of riches at the moment. Are they going to bring well, Guthrie back into the side? And they're talking they might even drop Dalhouse or Higgins, you know. So when you're doing that, they're going pretty well. I, I, I think I made this line about eight and a half because of the fact there's no crowds. So with crowds, maybe nine and a half, you know, probably not quite enough to have a bet, but but um, I don't want to be on the doggies. Yeah, okay, good call, mate. Um, yeah, I, I, I was the same. I, I pretty much made it what it is. I, I sort of thought that line would be about six and a half. Um, but I think it's a bit of a free hit um, uh, for the Cats. If you can get some crowd, then that's worth a little bit more. So, um, yeah, I, I, I'm a bit like you. I, I like the Cats here. I've, I've taken a little bit of head-to-head. I don't know if you can if you can sort of grab a bit of – I think it's moved a little bit now. There was sort of some seventy plus floating around on Betfair today. There might even still be a little bit around, I think. I don't really like taking anything less than that, but um, but yeah, if you can manage to find your way into a bit of that, um, I'd be uh, I'd be I'd be putting that up. But yeah, I I like the cats here too, mate. I think uh, at home, even if they get a handful of uh, even if they get a handful of supporters, that's going to be the bet. And and doggies, they they must have to go through a few rubbish protocols, do they, to get down there? 
Do they, do they make them jump through hoops to get down there? Well, I've just seen Steve-O an hour ago. Mark Stevens tweeted, dogs look Sydney about a game for a mini hub, which I don't know whether that's accurate, which strange sounds strange whether he means before the game or after the game, or I don't know what the scenario is there. So if there's something like that going on, it probably can't help the dogs. Dogs are heading back over to WA, aren't they? So maybe old mates crack the shits about um, Melbourne teams coming into WA and he wants them to get to um, regional and then Sydney first. So they got almost that sort of two-week buffer to get into WA. Maybe that's what it's about. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure. Which, um, you know, it has to impact the psyche of the team. You know, like when you're uncertain about what's happening and all that. I know we've seen some good away wins from uh, Collingwood and, um, and Geelong on the weekend, but um, it's not great for your preparation, is it? When you're trying to focus on the game, you're worried about where you're going to sleep at night. Um, so, yep, all good, mate. Well, uh, sounds like we're not we're saying not the dogs. And if you can get a price on, the, uh, on Geelong, then, uh, then feel free to have a go. Saturday twilight game, we've got North Melbourne hosting Brisbane, and this one's going back down to Hobart, which is an interesting point. Uh, we've got North Melbourne here, big underdogs. Uh, is it their home venue? Uh, I guess more of their home venue than what it is for Brisbane, that's for sure. 5.30 North Melbourne, Brisbane, $1.16 line. Uh, I had the opener at 30, or well, last night, 34.5. Logical, that's trimmed up a little bit to 33.5. I mean, I can't get this line anywhere near that number. Zorko out. Um, North Melbourne going okay in a place where I reckon Brisbane don't want to be. But, uh, mate, keen to get your thoughts. Yeah, Brisbane have never played at this stadium, so that can only be a hindrance to them. And as you said, Zorko's gone for them. And he's been one of their better players in recent weeks. Like, like you, I think I think North were quite good on the weekend. I think more of them going well rather than GDRS going poorly in that game. Uh, they, they let it go late. The majority of the game, they are pretty good and could only be on the plus here. So, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty keen on North and probably back a little bit head-to-head. Yeah, and what's the strategy here, Logical? Um, do we, uh, you know, for the listeners out there, do they bet now? Can you only see that line going one way or do you think it flicks out even a little bit bigger with a bit of mug punting coming for Brisbane? Oh, I think it would only go one way. Yep. So if yeah. so if you if you're sitting at home listening to the podcast, uh, if you can, you know, pick up what we're putting putting down, then now's probably a good time to uh, to to get on the North Melbourne Plus. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Excellent, mate. That's a good one for the listeners and a, and a consensus bet. So thank you for that one. Saturday night, uh, we got GWS hosting Carlton at Giants Stadium. So GWS dollar sixty five, Carlton two twenty five. Uh, that line now is sitting around about uh, seven, eight and a half, uh, depending where you're shopping. And it's been pretty steady in the market, from what I can see. Um, Logic, I, I I don't have a bet for this one, so really interested to hear your thoughts. Um, what do you make of this one? Yeah, I, I make GWS more than seven and a half points better than Carlton before they even get home ground advantage in this really? game. So I'll be backing the minus. I don't think there's any rush to do it here because it has been eight and a half into seven and a half and it doesn't seem to be a lot of money for, for GWS at this stage. But like it's potentially going to be a wet game. I'm not sure that favours either of those teams particularly. They've both got pretty big body midfielders like Cripps for Carlton and, and GWS have got Ward and and a few of these guys in the middle there to pull back now. But um, so I'm not thinking that favours anyone particularly, but I just think that Jair is a, a lot better side than Carlton. And like their last week, they were pretty ordinary against West Coast coming off a bye. Interestingly enough, 
three teams this week in these three games we've looked at. One of the teams is all is coming off the bye in either in all of those. Uh, I don't know whether you know if you think that teams are better off, you know, not coming off the bye. I think it's it depends on the the team at the time. Some teams need the bye, some teams don't need the bye. I I don't know whether Carlton necessarily needed a bye with after a loss like that. Um, but someone like Melbourne, they probably do need the bye at the moment because of the way that they're going. So it depends on the team that you're looking at. But yeah, as I said, Carlton coming off the bye, whereas GDRS coming off their game against um, against North Melbourne down at Tassie. But yeah, you're yeah. like the minus. And and we are expecting a little bit of weather there. Logical is that sort of on their horizon? Yeah, there there is some rain around in Sydney on on Saturday. So yeah, so. well, I, I'd I'd have to go back and have a look at um, McKay's record in in the wet. But instinctively, that probably doesn't sound good for Carlton, given that he's been such a important avenue to goal for them and he's a marking player so i would think that that's probably another negative for carlton potentially to support that bet that you're talking about so um yeah i don't know that that might be uh might be another thing too i mean just getting back to uh to brisbane for a sec too logical you know i've I've just had a couple of whispers and that's all they are but um yeah, I believe they've enjoyed their bye weekend a fair bit, uh, the Brisbane boys. So whether they uh, whether they come out and uh, hit the ground running um, is well, that's no longer a whisper. That's on the barefoot. That's out to the masses now. <laughs> that's out into the mainstream. You reckon? <laughs> 40,000 40, of our listeners have just got that now, so there's no longer a whisper. <laughs> so um, yeah, so if you're listening to this, you're getting the uh, the first hand news um, about what's going up there in the sunny state. They they get a little bit a uh, little bit silly uh, in the uh, in the off week, uh, the boys. So that might be another angle for you too. Well, but, it could be just a fresh up they needed. You never know. Oh, that's that's the thing. You know, you talk about the old. Uh, oh, I'm not going to say his name, but I know that Wayne Carey, the duck, used to always talk about. You know having a bit of fun off the field was just as important as uh, as playing hard on the field. So, um, you know, take, take out of that what you will. Uh, I didn't have any uh, – I, 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 I didn't see that one the same way that you did. Uh, I thought it was about right. But, uh, but mate, you're the uh, – well, the 15 out of 15 year um, absolute superstar. So uh, if the logical one says that's a bet, that's a bet. Um, anyway, mate, uh, good chat for AFL. Time to talk some – NRL with the Pope. Okay, Pope. So round 15, the first game we're going to speak about is uh, Friday night at uh, Penrith Stadium at 7.55. And we got Penrith Panthers against the Sydney Roosters. Penrith minus 11.5. Without knowing anything here, I'm guessing and assuming Penrith got their stars back. Um, last week, they went very poorly without them again. Uh, what's your thoughts here? Yeah, Ben's back together for Penrith, hence the price. Logical one, but to cut to the chase, the Roosters looks a pretty attractive price to me, despite what we said at the start of the show around their premiership credentials with all their injuries. They've actually got a pretty impressive team on paper, and while it's hard to go against Penrith at home, and we've seen this before, that this number looks big against top five opposition. In an origin period, it's hard to get a read. These guys are coming back in. They're more... Couple of guys coming off injuries in Origin, logical one. I just think it's a really big number, especially the head-to-head around three fifty-four dollars. I think we'll be tipping in, taking a chance on Roosters this week, who have got a good team on paper and aren't as Origin affected. They had Tedesco and one other out, I think. So they've actually got most of their guys with a bit of stability in, in their team. Whereas Penrith, 
we've seen other teams in previous years coming in and out during an origin period of your stars coming in some weeks out others. It can it can sort of have a destabilizing effect on the overall group through that six eight week period. So we'll be taking the Roosters at a big price this week, both head to head and line. Yeah, and Penrith, I know they've had their stars out, but coming off back to back losses, it, it, it's not a good form line, no matter who's been playing. So uh, we spoke about it last week, and I just said they lost a lot of Roosters here, but we spoke about the uh, minor premiership for Penrith last week or for the Storm last week, and Penrith are just sort of limping along at the moment, aren't they? Yeah, to show why you are the Alistair Clarkson of the betting world, the Storm are now actually first on the ladder at the three dollars eighty talk about last week. So on four and against, they're actually leading their NRL ladder at the moment, logical one. So that goes to show where um, how quickly things are moved and mark your calendar for July thirty first, Penrith v Storm. That's going to tell us a lot about this year's premiership, both the morning premiership and probably who should be your premiership favourite. I think that I heard them saying that Penrith might be as uh, affected by origin going forward as what they were for those two games. So you would expect them that they've gone through the worst of it. Is that correct? That's true. They won't be missing their star their star players again throughout this period. But again, we're not 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 on pay. I should preface that by saying not scheduled, but post post the second and third game, you you can envisage them resting players again. So whether they do that or not and just they're that far ahead of the top two that they might they're prepared to take the chances resting guys. So you wouldn't necessarily think so. But again, it can be pretty destabilizing through this period. Um, guys coming in and out of the squad and you sort of the way they've gone the last two weeks, you you're almost relying on Yo, Cleary, Luai to to sort of bring that group up. And that's that's a fairly heavy burden for guys who might have one eye on origin next week. Okay, I really like that one. Roosters are in the first game of the week. So game two is Saturday night at 7.30 at Wynn Stadium. We've got the St George Dragons at $2.02 versus the Canberra Raiders at $1.80. Have you seen this one, Pope? For starters, logical one, this is our mailbag.com.au market mover of the week. This was around minus five and a half, minus six at some establishments a week ahead of the matches. And for a couple of reasons, and none of them really player-related here, but Canberra winning convincingly against Brisbane, there's probably a little bit of a thought that they're getting their mojo back to some extent with with a few players coming back as well, I should should add there. Josh Partley's come back for Canberra. Hodgson's come back. So they're starting to look like a closer to full strength. And Dragons were horrid against the Cellar Dwellers Canterbury Bulldogs on Sunday. They got done by 22, which is uh, unheard of against the Bulldogs. The Bulldogs about to score 28. So a combination of those factors and the number didn't look right to start with. It looked a bit looked a bit unusual at the minus five and minus five and a half, minus six. And it got it's got back quickly to what we thought was what we thought was the right price. And now it's over indexing. Having said all that, I can still probably get a bet out of Canberra in this at the current price despite being away from home. So probably indicates how wrong it was. But I can get this number more towards the milk. And that is obviously my fondness for the milk might be playing a part in that logical one, but I can still make a bet out of Canberra at minus one and a half here. So the Pope is making Canberra a bet, but the late mail from the modeler has come through and the modeler makes this one St. George $1.34 favourites. He's big on St. George. This is his biggest play for the week. And he doesn't like the milk at all. And the Pope is just stuck with the milk. So there's, there's not a consensus there. So that's an interesting one. 
that's extraordinary. Yeah, that uh, and obviously Modler with his return on investment is is fine this year, so it's worth considering. But they've lost seven in the last nine. They've, they've come off the back of losing handsomely. That obviously there's factors they're playing at home, which is different to their loss against Bulldogs. But real disparity there between myself and the Modler that's quite interesting. Okay, next up, we're going to Saturday night at 7.35, Sunshine Coast Stadium, and the Storm take on the West Tigers. The Storm are six and 23.5-point favourites, and I see that 23.5 has been backed into $1.80, so I think that means there's been a bit of movement already on that minus. What are you, what are you, what are you seeing here, Pope? Can you do anything else? Can you do the un, unthinkable? I maybe think we can. I maybe think we can, but we'll... Have a look at this later in the week. To talk about the Storm, they're, they're extraordinary at the moment. Won 11 in a row. In that 11, covered 10 of those 11, logical one. Scored 40-plus in eight games and have scored the most points through 14 rounds in the NRL era. They, they are humming and there's, they're doing it without goals. Munster's sort of a bit part player on that team at the moment. They, they don't even need too much from him. So it's um, they're, they're flying at the moment. But to the other side of the coin, again, similar to Penrith, you guys maybe just looking ahead a week ahead to origin i don't know if we'll get them out of third gear in this game and 23 and a half points is, is a big number if guys are just sort of there to get the win and not much else which could happen like this this feels very similar to the titans game a few weeks ago at sunshine coast stadium which was a similar number they won by six it it's a lot to take in, in again in this origin period where guys there's a a few variables at play around how how cohesive these teams are, the good teams, and I think you could make a play for the Tigers. It takes a bit of courage to back the plus at the moment, though, logical ones. So stay tuned, subscribers, and we'll have a closer look at this as the week goes on. So it looks like you're going to dig deep and back that plus. Talking of the Storm, have you ever seen, ever seen a team in as good a form as they are at the moment? And they're underrated. They're not really getting mentioned in certainly mainstream NRL media logical one around how well they are going. But again, if you go to the comparison, we'll go on a few times this year. If you took head-to-head against Penrith at full strength at the moment, I'd be back in Melbourne still and pick them. I think that they're humming along at, at a great rate. Like they're, they're flying and they know what they're doing. Like they're, they're resting guys at the right time. Post-origin, they've actually got a relatively toughish schedule. They're playing most of the big teams, which... Is probably the ideal run into finals is what you want. So they're, they're going to come in cherry ripe and they're resting guys at the right time through this period. They, they're they flying. And I, I still think that they're probably 350 at most bookmakers. I think that's a bet at the moment when you compare it to 275 for Penrith. You could only take that 350 storm, I think. Hey, hey Pope, just a quick one to jump in. Did Big Nelson play on the weekend? No, late, late out he was. Yeah, uh, and, and um, Welsh missed through concussion as well. Do those boys come back this week? They're back They're back this week. There's a couple out to compensate that. Both Bromwich brothers are missing in the team's name. So they haven't really been at full strength through this period as well, and it, it hasn't mattered. So they're, they're giving guys rest at the appropriate times, and it's still a good-looking team without it being completely 100% full strength either. Okay, the last game we're going to look at for this round is on Sunday afternoon at Seabus Super Stadium. Gold Coast Tides are taking on Manly Seagulls. Manly are going off seven and a half point favourites at $1.85. Pope, I'd lead you in here. Do you want to talk about the match first or do you want to talk about Tommy? Because we've got to talk about Tommy at some stage. 
Well, I don't think you've forgiven me from last week. Logical, I'm talking you out of Tommy for Man of the Match in Origin, have you? So we'll save that to the end. But Tommy ties heavily in, into this that Titans, so Titans' record last nine weeks, Logical One, they've conceded 301 points in the last nine matches, averaging 34 a game. And you're having Tommy Turbo go up to the Gold Coast against you. Look, this seven and a half is not enough for me. Tommy, Tommy's going to rip you apart up there. Like that's a decent sample size or poor defensive record. This game, they played at Seabus last week against the Roosters, and while it was a one point thriller, they conceded 35 at a similar time slot to what this is going to be. Dry Gold Coast afternoon. Tommy's going to rip them to shreds. Tommy will tear them apart here, and we'll, we'll be talking margins in this one. Probably alternate handicaps, the like with. Love Manly in this game for a big win, logical one. And the Manly did very well last week without Tommy, so getting him back in, that's a big injection into that team. Yeah, it is. The, the slight preface that we've had for Storm, what we've had for Penrith, does Tommy take the foot off the pedal, thinking about Origin a week ahead, but it, that's a variable you, you don't want to factor in. I, I don't think it's going to matter up there. Again, good conditions to play football. With him in, in that team, they've just got too many points, and he's creates 70 points with a, a defensive structure for the times that leaks like a sieve at the moment. Okay, I, I really love those those angles this week, Pope. It's been a great, great uh, podcast and uh, we'll hand it over to the mug to sign us off. Well, as we always say, logical Pope, gamble responsibly, but more importantly, gamble to win.